It's the Frankie Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Comic 24, The Cheetahs 22. On this week's podcast, you're going to hear the voice of Dave Finn. Good evening. Alan Deegan. Hi, Rob. Lindy McKenzie. Good evening. We're going to hear from Andy Friend and Nia Diolokan. My God, that was amazing. This is the in-game segment starting before kickoff. What an amazing night of rugby. Currently with the carry. Here's the man who started the break. What a break from Conor Fitzgerald. Man of the match against the Dragons. Starting well here too. Quinn Rue with the carry into contact. Out it comes. Recycled by Marmion. Again to Fitzgerald. And again it's crashed up by the Fords. Connacht on the edge of that 22. Looking to not just consolidate this game but turn it into something. The carry from Bealham. Just stopped on the gain line. Behind the gain line. Pass comes from uh, Fitzgerald to Kyle Godwin. You just scampers right back up to where the defensive line is for the cheeses it's some defensive line Joe when they get organised it is and they're very very powerful they're really trying to strike Connacht at the breakdown but they're moving it Here very effectively goes, now Stephen Fitzgerald Connor Fitzgerald to Nia Diolokan who scampers through the tackle and gets in for the try what a way to mark your return to the starting lineup. Nia Adiolokan has got Connacht on the scoreboard 15 minutes gone here in the first half and that's our first score she does line it to Connacht and we got a gap just inside an inch or so inside the Cheetah's 22 and the throw is not on target a simple throw to the front that just got away from Tom McCartney that's unusual this season and it's really cost Connick it's kicked downfield by the Cheetah's and it's been tidied up by Fitzgerald on his own 10 metre line takes it back up to the defensive line which is 5 metres inside the Cheetah's half by the time he reaches it Dennis Buckley on the second carry that's a lovely offload from Quinn Roo uh, from Buckley to Roo and then from Roo to Thornbury Presents the ball, halfway line, Conor Fitzgerald. Here, a skip pass from Godwin to Lee Adiolokan. Oh, he takes a beautiful angle and Adiolokan is away. He's inside the 22, he finds Kieran Marmion. And Kieran Marmion has his third try of the season. Ah, stop, that's brilliant. Lumichis, the uh, left winger, is in the centre. Now they get whip ball right. This could be dangerous as they scoop, scoop it all the way out to the wing. One more pass in room. Pionar is in open territory. He's over halfway. He's over the 10-metre line. He's coming to meet the Adiolokan. Adiolokan makes the tackle on the 88 cap. South African, but they're inside the 22 and they have an advantage. Wow. Back it goes. Vice. Vice gets it on to Rhino Smith. Smith's outside the 22. He's beaten Peter Robb on the outside. He's beaten Stephen Fitzgerald and he's going to score. Brilliant try for the Cheetahs. He's going all the way underneath the post. Oh my word, Connacht are in serious trouble now. That should put them within one point with a simple conversion to go ahead. Leave it says Ben Whitehouse. 15-14 to the Cheetahs who are dominating the second half. 21 minutes gone. A little bit less than 20 minutes gone in the second half. And they score and really kill. Top off this momentum. They're picking out one, Black one out. Pick and roll, pick and go, and an intercept for Connacht. Penalty against them for offside. Penalty for offside. The crowd are roaring this home. It won't count. John Porch might be the fastest man on the pitch, but it doesn't matter because we're going all the way back. Big scrum. Set. Stay behind the ball. Ball fed in by Pinar. Stuck in Steady there. scrum. But can they go forward? Connacht are trying to counter drive. Dominic Robertson McCoy has done well in there. So has Heffernan since he come on. Out it comes though. Tackles are good. Great tackle from Adi Aloka. Underneath the post. Quick ball from Pinar. Again, up quickly in the contact area. That was Farrell this time. Big defensive stand for Connacht. Driving Pokemola back in the tackle. Now they're 10 metres from the Connacht line. Wow, this would be huge if they could stop them. 14 points playing 15. Cheetahs lead by one. 
19 minutes to go. Massive battle in the sports ground. The unbeaten cheaters are about to score. Another try. They've got in. Good hands across the back line. They had the patience. And in the end, Lumici's Clayton yeah. Lumici's scores. Matthew Burke delivers the call to Dave Heffernan. Back from injury. First involvement for Connacht this season. The throw is brilliantly timed on the lift as well. Deland gets it. Connacht now going to have plenty of time to smash it up in the centre. That looked high on Farrell. Either way, he's presented the ball well, having made a huge game. Lovely switch of uh, direction. Twice they've done it. First for Conor Fitzgerald, then Daryl Leader come back inside, but the cheeses were alive to it. Oh, over the top I think of the that ball. was ill-advised. He sent, uh, sent Daryl Leader back into the heavy traffic, but they're going again. Could have been on on the outside. Here's Tom Farrell. Another brilliant carry from Farrell since he's come off. And a lovely offload to Kyle Godwin. They're inside to 22 now, Connick. This is better. Farrell got himself back on the feet and took it on another five metres. They're 15 metres inside the true 22. The Cheetahs have come through at the breakdown and they have recklessly taken out Caelan Blade. That is shocking stuff from my first view of it. I'm going to get a clear look of it on the camera now. But this could be serious. Let's have a look. Oh, the contact to the head. OK. Uh, I'll explain what I'm seeing here, Wayne. Can you hear me? And the, to the rest of the team. Yes, Ben. I'm seeing... I think it's 13 cheetahs throw himself forward leading with the head makes contact with the Connaught scrum half in the face right. high level of That's danger no mitigation and an aggravating factor he's not doing anything legal do we agree with that lads on field ok so for me lads there is no mitigation there's aggravating factors we only have one outcome and that's a red card Heffernan throws it to the front to Boyle that worked the mall is set now Connacht are driving towards the Cheetahs line Cheetahs down to 14 men the red card Swanepoel an advantage to Connacht as well but they want to score quickly because they need to get another one they're over the line they've scored try time for Connacht and I tell you what they can win this now 22 points plays 19 that's uh, a good try off the back of the mall fantastic work in the end from Tom Farrell who came into the mall himself joined with the Fords and he's had some impact since he's come on anyways he's worth that try 5 metre scrum for Connacht they've shunned the opportunity to draw the game because a try will win it and get them a bonus point they currently sit with one losing bonus point. This is the last play, unless there's a penalty. Full Connick scrum, Matthew Burke, Dave Heffernan and Dominic Robertson McCoy, the front row. Don't know if they're going to push this Cheetahs pack over. So they need to make it happen. Connick have an extra man in the back line from what I can make out. Yeah, the Cheetahs are putting eight in the scrum. We'll have a reset, Joe. Let's have a listening. What drama? Let's go again. Where else would you be on the Saturday oh, night? Absolutely. Completely engaged. Sports ground. Live here on Galway Bay FM. Round four to Pro 14. The unbeaten <laughs> Cheetahs from Bloemfontein lead Connacht by 22 points to 19, but they're down to 14 men. 80 minutes on the clock. Connacht have a five-metre scrum. Looking to win the game with a try that would also secure a bonus point. Crouch! Sports ground is alive with atmosphere. Set! Caelan Blade to feed in. Steady scrum to feed into. At the base is Boyle. It's going backwards. Connacht are in huge trouble. They can't even pick the ball up. And Connacht have a penalty though. The Cheetahs are apoplectic with that decision. Come here. Let's have a listen. No, 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 no. Eight. Eight. 
I understand your frustration because of where we are and where we are in the game. You cannot shout at me and throw your arms up like that. Well done, referee. Not driving straight, loose head on the angle. One on the angle. And that's why they gained such an advantage, says Ben Whitehouse. But you understand the cheetah's frustration because they were driving. Of course I do, yeah, but I, I, I'm not sure I have much sympathy for them. They're a bunch of guys with a bit of an edge to them, and uh, certainly uh, their uh, centre uh, didn't cover himself in glory or bring much uh, credit to his side by his behaviour towards Caelan Blade. So if Connor can snatch this here, good luck to them. 22-year-old born Venter up against Dominic Robertson-McCoy. He was the one who was driving at an angle. Venter. That's what Ben Whitehouse was watching. We go again. Five-meter scrum to Connacht. Ball was steady initially, and yeah, then when very, Boyle went yeah, to pick it up. To be honest, there's massive power coming through that uh, Cheetah's forward pack, and uh, Connacht need to clear this ball quickly. Because they have an extra man in the back line. They want it out fast. Cheetah's want to drive them off the ball. That's steadier. Now Boyle has it out. Here's Tom Farrell spinning through the contact. He's tackled four meters from the line. Connacht try and present the ball. Cheetah's trying to get over. Pick and go. Connacht are almost over the line. They're stopped just short. It's all about the forwards. They're against the post. They're trying to drive over the line. One more push by two. They're driven back. Cheetahs over the top of the ball. Told to leave it. Hands away, says the referee. No advantage. Out it comes from Farrell. This could be it. Tom Farrell. He scored. Try for Connacht. They've won it. They've got the bonus point. Incredible finish. The clan terrace across from us is hopping. The structure is just about holding up to it. What a finish to an absolutely incredible game of rugby, Joe. I've just... I just can't remember a second that has waned in terms of entertainment. Connacht have come from behind and have snatched an amazing victory. And we're back. That was the in-game. Here's post-game, starting with my chat with Niadi Alok and then Andy Friend, who was in super relaxed mode and really just happy out to chat. Why wouldn't he be? Three bonus point wins in a row. Niadi uh, that was an incredible atmosphere. It was one of the big nights for Connacht rugby. A great way to win a game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely delighted with that now. Like um, as, as usual, the crowd were very loud and they were behind us and um, we just believed that we'll get it done. You were very honest during the week to say that you just felt you hadn't been going well enough in training to get your starting spot. But my word, you, you really did take your chance today with that early try. You must feel very satisfied personally to have got that score. Like, like I said, like, um, we've, we have a very competitive back line now. As you can see, Jim, John Porch was very, I thought he walked tirelessly and he was like um, all, over the sh- all over the pitch and he did a, great, a, lot of, a lot of hard work. On scene work, there's other you probably didn't see. I am. Um, people like him and Daryl obviously, has been flying high all season. Um, Matt Healy and Tino now. So um, it's a very competitive back three and um, it's just about whoever um, gets the chance on the weekend to put their best foot forward and that's, that's all we're trying to do. Just um, take it by week, week by week and and um, give it all on the pitch. You've played against Cheetahs many times. How good are they now compared to the Cheetahs teams of the past? They're flying. Um, again, obviously, they've always been, but um, they've got a bit more structure to themselves now. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they've always had that um, physicality and um, they've got Ruben Pina mm-hmm. controlling them very well and we're just uh, delighted to be able to get on the line against them again today. Uh, Andy Friend, I mean, that was just incredible night's rugby, hugely entertaining and uh, the perfect end. Everyone's gone home very, very happy, uh, including yourselves. Yeah, I just said to, to always the, the cheaters coach, um, possibly a draw would have been a fair result for both sides, so um, they won't be happy, but they're a very good side and a compliment to them, the way they play the game, and you know, we had a, a fine night here in Galway, um, but from, from a Connor point of view, just really, really proud of, of the character again, and, and just the belief, you know, to get across the line, or 
you know, to want to go for that win, um, you know, 13 minutes to go, we're down by whatever, however many points it was, uh, 12 points, 13 or 9 points. Uh, so we needed to score twice and we managed to get it. Yeah, so that's like an 18-point swing. It's kind of this half-time, you stop them scoring and everyone's thinking, this should be grand. Then halfway through the second half, the pessimists are going, this is a disaster, they're completely outplaying us. And then you finish the game in such a high. Can you kind of put some sort of balance on, on that whole contest for us? Yeah, listen, I, I, again, it's only my second year here, but uh, I'm very aware of, of historically Connacht don't win those games. You know, I think historically there's a... Oh, here we go. We, we got off to a good start. Now we're going to lose it. Well, this is a new football team. It's a new, a new energy around the group. And, and you know, our message to ourselves is: if, if we need to win a tight game, we'll win a tight game. Um, so to be able to do that now and say, "There you go. That's what we did. We won the tight game," is really, really pleasing. So uh, there is belief within the group. Um, you know, I think sometimes you can get. You can get some bias around. If you think you're going to lose, you probably will lose. If you think you're not going to be good enough, you probably won't be good enough. But as soon as you start to believe you can and you back yourself and you back your systems and you stay in the fight, which we did there tonight, you can get rewarded, and we got rewarded there. There's a temptation to define the narrative as the red card changed the game. Would you resist that yourself? Oh, that never. That uh, that certainly doesn't help. Um, you know, Gavin Thornberry going off for us didn't help either. Uh, you know, the decision not to award Johnny Porch's try doesn't help either. So there's, there was a lot of ifs and buts. I actually thought the, the referee did a good job. I thought it was a good game of football. I really did. But as I said, unfortunately, in those, those contests, you've got to have a winner and a loser. And um, we managed to come out the right side. And another kind of slight negative, but they really, like, they're strong. So it's, maybe it's not necessarily a negative, but their, their set piece really got at Connacht, both scrum and line, especially in the second half. you concerned by that, or are you kind of acknowledging just a strong opposition? Oh, I, listen, you've got to pay um, compliments where they're due, and they were very, very good. Um, you know, I, I think that's something that we'll look at. Our, our, our set piece uh, to date has been outstanding. We certainly had some... Some, some challenges there. I mean, that's a Curry Cup winning side. That's a side that, that's put on 150 points against three very good opposition in, uh, in Ulster, in, in Glasgow and in Munster in, in three games. So for us to hold them to 22 points and get the win, a bonus point win, we're pretty happy with that. Your back three were on the outside looking in at the start of the season. Peter Robb was the same. Even Tom Farrell, that's the competition, isn't it? These players coming in and, and shining on a night like this. Yeah, I thought, I thought all the, you know, the eight players that we used off the bench came on and gave a spark, none more so than Tommy Farrell. I thought he, you know, he, he's, uh, he unfortunately didn't, um, he didn't feature, as you know, in our, in our opening game against um, Scarlett. He didn't feature there. He, he came on and did well off the bench uh, in his next two games. Um, but Peter Robb's been going well. Kyle Goblin's going well. Tom Farrell comes out there tonight and does what he does. And you go, well, fair enough, Tommy. And he knows Bundy's coming back too. As you know, Tom Daly's been very, very good too. So we've got... Real depth there in the centres, um, but what you want to see is what you saw out of Tom Farrell there today. You get your chance, you come on and you, you make a real statement. He did, he did that. feels like Conor Fitzgerald has kind of passed his test, got his licence, and is now just really, he's nearly comfortable in the position now. Yeah, yeah we, we continue to talk about, he, he's just a classy footballer. He's yeah. only just turned 22, um, but he's, he, he has time on the ball, and that's always a good sign when you've got time on the ball, so... He continues to impress. And the pack as well. The one thing that's probably the only negative we're taking out of any of these games is these injuries, which seem to be a little bit of a change from the trend last year. It's luck, obviously, but Thornberry would be some loss because he's been incredible, isn't he? Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, he really has. Uh, we've got a, you know, a test lock in Alton Delane who's been sitting on the bench behind him. So 
by the look of that, Alton may well get a, an opportunity now. We've got the likes of Jay Maximu been sitting there saying, when can I get my chance? Killian, Killian Gallagher, um, we had him as a back row replacement today, but he came on and played in the second row because we had also Quinn Quinn pick up a bit of a knock. So, listen, we'll see how we fare on Monday, but uh, we've got depth in the squad and we're going to have to keep using it. Even this question to the end, when Jared Butler was talking to the referee about what he was going to do on that penalty, were you, were you happy with his decision? Yeah, we were. You know, and, and honestly, um, I, I know sometimes you might, mightn't think that we do it, but we actually said in the box, if it was our choice, what would we do, coaches? Um, a couple of us said we'd have a go at the scrum. A couple of us said, oh, I'll take the points. And then we talked to her said, it's only one more point. Like, you're gonna, you've already got one point. You're going to pick up one more point. Ah, have a crack, especially if you know you, you're looking good. Now, JB just said down in the sheds there, he actually wanted to take the points, and he looked at the, the pack, and they said, no, no, we're going for it. Sweet. So he said, I'll back you, and we went for it, and, and we got it. So, yeah, that, that's the stuff I love. It, you know, we're not trying to control those blokes by remote control. You know, they're their own men. We give them the systems. We work together as a collective group. But when you're out there playing, we'll back you. We'll back your decision. Um, and, and we did back their decision and we get the five points. And we're back. Here's a view, though, from the Cheetahs. My word, they were good. Alan, one sentence, they were good. They were excellent. Um, with ten minutes to go, I turned to William and said, these guys are looking very good to get a home semi-final. Yeah, very much so. Still are, in fairness, but they dropped a few points at the end. Ruan Pienaar wasn't happy, I'm sure. Here he is talking to William Davis. Ron, what was the feeling in the dressing room there? Those type of defeats are always that bit hard to take. It's the last play of the game. Yeah, no, it's really tough. I think the you know the guys worked really hard to to get a result and to lose it like that in the end is obviously heartbreaking. But um, yeah, the guys showed a lot of character. We knew we up against a good team. Um, it took us the full eighty and them as well to you know to get a result. And um, yeah, proud of the guys' effort, but um, yeah, disappointing not to get the win. I suppose the, the red card was came at a very bad time and it it galvanised Connacht a bit. They scored straight afterwards and then it's it was, it was a slog out to the finish. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, uh, I mean, obviously, it wasn't Dries' intention, but uh, you know the rules, if you make contact to the head, you know, you're always going to probably be in trouble. But, um, yeah, probably, um, yeah, it was tough. But, um, again, I think the guy, sh- the guy showed a lot of character, defended um, really well tonight, um, apart from a few errors in the first half. But um, no, the guys showed a lot of character, and I think we can be happy with that performance. When you're dealing with a game uh, like this, Ron, it's you know you've you've been brought in this season. You've come to the Cheetahs. You have a lot of experience of playing in this part of the world. Um, so, how do you feel you're going to do? away from Bloemfontein because that is is probably a bit of an elephant in the room for you it's something that's certainly been discussed before um, yeah we knew it's going to be a big challenge for us obviously the conditions are a lot different we've been very blessed to play you know Curry Cup which has been good preparation for us and now the first three games at home you know in dry conditions sunny in Bloemfontein um, you know so we we could play an expansive brand of rugby which we are good at so um, we'll be um, you know, a few challenges, but um, we've worked all this week. I thought we controlled the game well, especially that that second half against a, a strong wind. Um, and we were in the game for 80 minutes, so I thought we did a lot of new stuff that we worked on well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to lose like that at the end, and I thought we deserved better. 
but you've got you're going to you always do tours, so you come up for these. So going forward now into next week, you can take some positives out of that. No, definitely. And uh, you know, these guys have been on it's their third season. Uh, playing in the Pro 14 and just slotting in this year into the team. You know, they said it was challenging the conditions, the way the enormous Northern Hemisphere teams play. You know, they learned a lot and, um, you know, it's great to see that the guys take those learnings and, um, you know, they express themselves on a weekend and now um, know how to handle those, um, these conditions. So we're going to, to Scarlet's next and, and Cardiff, which is two good teams and, yeah, we hope to get good results. So... Back to the drawing board on Monday, work hard again. And, um, you know, although we lost the game, I think there's still a lot of positives to take. And we're back. Remember, we have tons of audio gathered at every event from press conference to matches. And if you ever you just think, you know what, I want more, log on to the Patreon website. Isn't that right, Alan? Patreon.com forward slash Craggy Rugby. You'll get all the, the full interviews from the midweek. You also get um, the coaches' interviews when they and they do team announcements. And on the Friday, yeah, yeah. On the Friday, and then you'll get the full audio from this evening. Yeah, just a reminder, every Friday we get a coach just after the team's announced. Oh, let's get that. There you go. It's great. All right, let's get on with things. Here we are uh, in the post-game. Lindy McKenzie, uh, that was one of those special nights that you kind of don't expect to happen in the Pro 14 too often. You kind of think they're more a European night or an interprovincial night but it was cracking stuff. you remember it for a while, I'd say. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to happen tonight, but maybe that was because of my mood, obviously, after the World Cup um, escapade You said today. don't bring it up, and the very first thing you do... We can't say anything after what happened a week previously. So it wasn't really in celebratory mood, no. and I didn't expect the, 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 the Connacht supporters to be in, in, the, in that mood either. But listen, hey, what a great occasion. So early in the season, um, three wins... On the bounce, three bonus points on the bounce, and two—that was just a cracking game, really, wasn't it? I mean, it had everything. It was high intensity, high octane, a, a little bit testy on occasions, red card included, and you know some really excellent rugby, like players like John Porsche, who went the length of the field to score a try, even if he was denied, mm. that we haven't seen before. His speed, he's fast. He's bloody fast, and mm. Tom Farrell. Tom Farrell coming on and scoring the two tries, adding that injection when he needed to. That was as good an injection yeah. as I've ever seen. Yeah, cracking game, cracking results, and you know, let's have more of them. We'll have more if they keep playing like that. Although we could do with like not losing key players, because when you think like we've already lost a number of key forwards, uh, Gavin Tornbury now the latest. Yeah, I think. If you want to pin why did they come back into the game, there was some bad kicking which Andy pointed out. But also, I think you lost both second you lost both second rows in the space of five minutes. Yeah. Got Queen was carrying an injury obviously into half time. So he was limping before half time. So but Thornby had with him having a stormer, and he is brave, and I think that's what led to it. He went to he went to intercept. Uh, one of their lineouts, and he just landed very badly. And we knew straight away. I mean, the touch judge came in and pointed it out. They, it was also interesting to note that whilst they were going, they were, they were worried they'd have to stretch him off, which means at least the next question, when did Connacht buy a little trolley to take people? Because <laughs> that was new. Um, but um, Apropos of nothing. Yeah, apropos of nothing. But uh, yeah, you lose both second rows, and there seems to be a lack of... We just lost away because immediately after Rue was taken off, we'd stolen a, he'd stolen a line out. We got a penalty. We'd made it into the box. He's gone. Thornbury's gone. We cough up the penalty in their 22. And that gave them belief. And along with the kicks, and he said, allowed them to run back. They feast on broken ball. They are just some of the best strike runners I've ever seen. They mix and match. Their first try is a pushover try. But my God, when they get, when they get loose ball, they are frightening. And then the high belts. 
No wonder they put 60 points on Munster. Yeah, but as well as the second rows, Alan, they, they're, they're just a different force now because they were dominating the scrum as well. And also in the loose, they were just running rings around us during that good spell. Yeah, there was a lot of space. Connacht lost a lot of um, leadership there. It just seemed to... Because Kieran Marmion went off as well and Blady was just, just on the field and, and sort of hadn't quite cut up to the pace of the game because that was a very, very high-paced game, which is what we're not used to. I was making the point there just after the game, you know, at the last World Cup, when we come and watch live games, having watched the World Cup game, the game there, was, there seemed to be a stodginess about them. But that wasn't happening today. That the speed of that game was was up there, as was, and you could hear it through the ref mic. The hits that were going in oh, were incredible. Was, you could hear that. Yeah. So could I? Uh, do you know what? Here's a stat. I'd like to see compare with other games. There were 53 defenders beaten between the two teams. 27, 26 to the Chiefs. That's just. Oh, if it, rugby was like that all the time, that'd be great. Well, no. If it was, then you wouldn't. Really, you have to earn it, I guess. Sorry, I'm getting philosophical. Lindy, just take it, take it from here. Lots of defenders beaten. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Lindy. Dave? Yeah, lots of defenders beaten. But I mean, the reason that game like that is so good is because it's full of mistakes. If, you, if everybody plays perfectly, you get... Oh, I don't know. You get something like a 3-0 in Italy. That's the type of game where everybody plays perfectly and everybody does their job. You get 3-0. When people make mistakes and players take advantage of mistakes, you get games like this. Yeah. It was... Br- 21 under 3-0 was that um, Packy's young lad here, Ruan wanted to get a picture with Ruan Pinar and someone said it, it was 3-0 the final score in, in, um, in Italy and Rui went what? in soccer? <laughs> yeah, I like his thinking there then again we had a 9-0 with Leicester and, oh my god we're getting out of, off track here let's get back sorry, on track uh, yeah Lenny can we start to look forward then and see where this, where does this result put us it's just a really handy five points picked up in a high octane game maybe against a run of play as well well look first of all it was a home match so we need to win the home matches yeah. that's, that's a given so that was we succeeded in that and I think for me one of the most impressive parts of the of the match was actually how Connacht actually stuck to their guns and got the win in the end because there would have been so many occasions in the past when they were in that position that they just would not have come back to win that match and it, talking about you know lots of people saying should they take the, the three points take the draw take the draw well even as Andy Friend explained what's one extra point it's either wasn't wasn't going to make a difference one extra point if you'd got a draw so it was like just go for it get get the result, get the try and as a result we have not just two points or one point but we actually have five You were in the press conference there felt Andy Friend just took an opportunity because he was in good spirits just to make a few points one of them being Connacht used to lose games like this quite regularly because they just felt when things are going against them, things are going against them. I thought that was a really interesting observation Well I th- well, it is but I think there is a growing maturity in, in this team. You know you have mature players now who have been around a while and you've got you know none more so than the likes of like Jared Butler who's just a you know a superb leader on the field but not just him you've got the likes of you know Caelan Blade and, and Marmion who were there who were mature players now and great directing operations there is so there is there the team has grown from being a a pro for, pro 12 winning side to being a losing pro 12 winning side to being losing side to being a pro 14 losing side and last year has rebuilding and that rebuilding is continuing this season with a few injections of you know players and players like John Porch and there's a good feel factor about Connacht rugby within the squad and I think that has probably was missing for a couple of years after that pro 12 winning title but now you know it is it's it's in a much better place and you're looking at the likes of um, Masterson who Owen Masterson obviously been pushed along by his younger brother Sean but you know he made the turnover 
the last one which gave Connacht the penalty which allowed them to kick into the corner which eventually gave them the thing and it was an incredible turnover because you, you couldn't see how we, Connacht were going to get the ball and he has started to play the sort of rugby he played before he got that bad injury Eight players Alan and then Dave have uh, today started their fourth consecutive game that's a coach who's settled in on players now and guys have to work their way in to try and beat those guys six in the pack and two in the back line Godwin uh, who was the other one Connor Fitz, Connor Fitz. Yeah, and now you've got Jack Carty coming back looking at Conor Fitz. The speed, I didn't realise Conor Fitz was that quick. That he, break in the first half was incredible. He's just so settled in now. But then, then, you, got, then you have um, Tom Farrell coming off the bench and getting two tries, which is, you know, which is the sort of thing you do. The guys he's, are allowed to, he's allowed to uh, boast about Tom Farrell here because that was pretty impressive. Uh, how, how do you stop him? Yeah. I mean, Normally we can't stop him, but now we just don't really want to because he was brilliant. Hey, the thing is, he, he did all the stuff before the tries you expect Tom Fowler he made breaks he got on the players he linked up with players but he scored a, he scored a try for rolling mall <laughs> that's not yeah. what you he expect from, from the Bundy he learned that from Bundy yeah. all of a sudden Very he's true. into the middle yeah he's all of a sudden no he, he was there for a while he was he was pushing <laughs> and then he gets a he gets a pick and go try as well I mean those that's what you want but the maturity was definitely there because there have been times in the past when we've we've suddenly found ourselves against 14 players with yellow cards or red cards and we've gone well what do we do now what did we do we scored a try immediately after the red card now we, their discipline fell apart in the last 10 minutes and we had again in the past Connick wouldn't have taken advantage of it we did Alan pointed out Owen's uh, turnover for the penalty but they had, they, had, they had three times they were trying to get out and three times he won the ball back through penalties. Now, once was a really stupid decision, which was to take John Porch out there, given that Porch had already dropped the ball. It should be a yellow card, too. Yellow card. Yeah. But there's a maturity now. I, yeah, I would have been veering on, look, lads, let's take the extra point. But there's a belief system. We are actually up against a team that's down the back. We can do this. And it's a maturity of belief. And they believed in each other. Not just individual, Individually and collectively, everybody thought, you know what, we're going to score a try. And uh, just as important, they're not in our conference. So, I mean, if they're in our conference, they'd have a different view on it. Because you just kind of try and even the spread there because it could be important at the end of the year. But they're not. So you just take whatever still points you there. Play them down there, though. Thank God and, they're not. <laughs> and, you're still, and we're still missing Jack Carty who hasn't started. We're still missing Bunyaki who hasn't started. So, like, we're still missing players to come in who are, you know, going to add to it. Yeah. News this week that Kieran Marmion might be leaving possibly to Saracens. That was addressed in the press conference as well. You'll probably read about that uh, this, today as this podcast comes out on Monday. But yeah, just Andy Friend saying they hope he doesn't. But it's his decision. Yeah, it's, it's not really a surprise, is it? Um, given the hurt and the anger that Kieran Marmion has been feeling since he got left out of the Irish squad for the World Cup. So it doesn't come as a surprise. It doesn't come as a surprise that it's um, Saracens because obviously there's a family connection as far they haven't played there. I don't think Kieran Marmion would want to leave Connacht. Or, or the Irish setup. Or the Irish setup. He's uh, still in the Irish setup, but, in fairness. But, you know, but maybe that hurt and that anger is... is has hasn't been you know he hasn't been able to recover from that yet and he really needs um, Farrell to come and say to him put his arm around him and say look we really do want you in the Irish setup and you've still got a lot to give you know Kieran's given a lot to Connacht this is his home his brother lives here um, he's never played for another for another setup he came through the London Irish system I think um, the he came through the exiles and then came yeah, the here exiles. under 19s under 20s yeah and. Uh, but at the same time, he probably has to look at his career and say to himself, well... I'm not going to get out of it as well. How possibly much? he can get a lot more. There might be a Champions Cup yeah. medal there. And he doesn't seem to be the... Well, I don't... You know, he doesn't seem to be the fellow that money, you know, means everything to him. You know, you know, big money in, 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 in France or England or wherever. But at the same time, if he wants to play at the highest level and he is unhappy, then, you know, um, it really comes down to his decision and 
I don't think there's anyone in Connacht who would want to see Kieran Marmion leave because he truly has been a wonderful servant. Brilliantly summed up to finish. Connacht are in a good place, but there's still two games to go in this particular block of non-World Cup players involved. This Ospreys game is huge next week. You're off over there, Alan. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, yeah. It could be a fascinating um, Saturday morning when myself and William are in... You see, don't, you see, we don't know. By the time we're talking, yeah, if, if Wales are in a final, yeah, I'm sure yeah, our yeah, listeners exactly. will know and you don't know. Yeah, right don't now know as we yet, speak, yeah, it could yeah, be an yeah. amazing Wales-England final the same day. Yeah, Who knows? To, to be fair, Saturday morning in Swansea is always pretty interesting after the carnage of the night before. <laughs> so Outrageous. The, the Swansea tourist board will agree with you but be annoyed. Okay, that's it. (laughs) This week, we will have a midweek podcast coming up uh, to preview the Ospreys game. Thanks for joining us. Anything else to say, people? Hard luck to the All Blacks. 3-0. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you 